Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, August 9th, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book, chapter 7, and we are at page 89, the first paragraph. Today's readers are, on the 12 steps, Charlene G., on the 12 traditions, Anita L., and on the text, Martha Z., James C., and Cecilia H. The reference number for Monday, August 8th, is 8981. That's 8981. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Charlene G. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning. This is Charlene G., Recovering Compulsive Overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as, to, as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Charlene. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group 
uh, should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book and we are starting chapter seven on page 89, the first paragraph. I will ask Martha Z to begin reading. Good morning, Katie. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. Um, This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from near Philadelphia. Chapter 7, Working with Others. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. Good morning, my friends in recovery. Um, So Chapter 7 begins with a promise, and it says, Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity, which is protection or freedom from compulsive overeating, as intensive concentrated, exhausted, work with others, compulsive overeaters. So then it says, this is our 12th suggestion. 
and I was laughing because we always tease about suggestions like, you know, like it's suggested that we use a parachute when we jump out of a plane. And that's what I think of because um, if we don't do this, we will um, go back to where we were. And I, you know, I certainly don't want to do that myself. So anyway, so they say it's a suggestion, but it's, it's, it's a very strong suggestion. And then it says, you can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence. And because of our experience with this, we can be uniquely useful. So I was thinking about um, when when uh, Bill first talked to Bob, and Bob was going to give him 15 minutes, but they came down, you know, in that upper room they were talking. And, and Bob said, after five hours, and Bob said, he spoke my language. So, you know, it means that we can talk about this stuff because we know from our experience that we've been there, but that we are no longer there. Um, so it, it reminds me of the uh, nine-step promise, which says no matter how far down the scale we've gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. And also on page 124, family afterward, cling to the thought that in God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have the key to life and happiness for others. And um, I can say to people, I can tell them what it, w- what it was like, what my eating used to be like. And I can say, I no longer suffer from compulsive overeating, that the obsession has been removed and, and you know, to, that I no longer want it and I'm, you know, it's not a problem today. And um, I could say that from my own experience. So the last part says, remember they're very ill. And um, that I was looking at, you know, a couple pages that, you know, into this, this paragraph, I mean, into this chapter, it says, the more hopeless he feels, the better. And I found for myself that I had to be pretty badly beaten before I was ready to surrender. So, um yeah, I I I was very ill too, and and very grateful that that um, I have found recovery in this program. So thanks for all being there. Have a great day. Thank you, Martha. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Nessa R. Tina S. Charlie. Melissa C. Kim G. Okay. Okay. Just one second. All I got was initials. Let's see what I I can do with them. Okay. Nessa R. Tina, Charles H., uh, Melissa C., uh, Reva P., and Kim G. Hey, I think I need an award for that one. Reva P., Kim G. And Elizabeth S. Kimberly L. Kimberly L. And someone else tried to talk? Vasa O. Vasa, oh, okay, let's go with those. And um, so here we have Nessa R., Tina, I think it's Tina S., Charles H., Melissa C., Reva P., Kim G., Elizabeth S., Kimberly L., and Vasa O. Okay, go ahead, Nessa, followed by Tina. Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R., recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, Carry this message. Um, by this time, uh, when we are starting to carry the message, uh, we are recovered. 
um, as it says in page um, 164, we can transmit what we have in God. So we are recovered, and what message are we transmitting? It's this message. It's not a message. It's not my message, our message, their message. It's this message. This message, the, the precise instructions for recovery contained in this book. We have no right to transmit any other message. And it tells me why uh, in the following sentence. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Um, why? Um, I received many messages from many different people, doctors, nutritionists, um, exercise specialists, um, therapists, but they had no credibility in my eyes because I could always say to them, yes, but you don't understand what it is like to be me. Yes, that may have worked for your other patients, but it won't work for me. Um, they, just, they just didn't know what it was like to live in this body, in this mind. Um, they didn't understand how I felt, how I thought, how I ate. But, you know, as a recovered um, compulsive overeater, not only I am an expert on compulsive overeating, but I'm also an expert in recovery from compulsive overeating. And none of these doctors and therapists and exercise people and and nutritionists were experts at recovery from compulsive overeating, and that's why they had no credibility. But I have um, that expertise uh, that I can bring to another compulsive overeater that all these other people didn't have. You know, when I talked to another compulsive overeater, I felt the way they felt. I've thought the way they've thought. I've eaten the way they've eaten. I've done these things with food that I that they've done. And so the excuse of, well, but you don't understand um, is no longer there because I do understand. I do understand and I have recovered. And so that gives me um, an immediate credibility that all these other people never have. And so we are in, uniquely qualified to pass on this, this message. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now we have uh, Tina S. followed by Charles H. Thanks, Katie. Tina S., Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Love this paragraph. It starts out practical experience, and it's capitalized. You know, and practical is the act of doing. It's not theorizing. And the experience is, is the work that I do. You know, so as long as I'm doing this deal, then I'm well equipped. You know, I love that my sponsor would tell me, you know, God has equipped you well. Now, whether I take the action and do the deal, that's a different story. But, you know, and it says that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking. You know, nothing is going to protect me or help me to resist other than intensive work, thorough action with other alcoholics for like-minded people. You know, this is the common bond that we have and the common solution. And, and I love what was just said, you know, it's this message. It's this message. And, uh, you know, and again, I have to say it because it, it just helps me be connected. It says, you know, this is our 12th suggestion, good news and bad news, only suggestion we've got, you know, and, um, and it helps me, you know, and, and I'd love to say that, you know, I am just virtuous and, um, you know, and I'm doing this deal so that somebody else is, 
you know, getting the benefit. And, and today it comes more to that end, but I'm doing this deal so that one day at a time that I don't have to live in this disease. And therefore, you know, I can show, you know, it doesn't say I could tell, it says show. You know, somebody can watch what I do on a good day, you know, because I am by no means perfect. And, um, and I loved also what was shared. Remember, they are very ill. Like me, you know, I'm very ill. You know, I have a way to live abstinently and sane today and, and not live in my disease one day at a time through the grace of God. You know, and with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Tina. Charles H., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Thank you for your service. Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater just for today. Practical. I like what um, Tina just said. It's actually doing this thing, man. Um, you know, maybe I forgot that 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 God woke me up and I got un, unmerited favor today. Maybe I forgot the decision I made. See, if if you know, if I don't make this daily decision and put in some daily action, it'll just be another New Year's resolution. Maybe I forgot that third step prayer when it said, "I could be of help of Thy power, God, God's power, not my power." and all the information in the book. Maybe I forgot the study of the book. Maybe I forgot to forward to the first edition where it says to help others is the main, right, the main priority of this book because um, when all other activities fail, this 12th suggestion, carry this message to other alcohol. This message, not Charles's message, not a vision for you message, the message contained in this big book. You can secure their confidence when other things fail. Remember, Charles, you are very ill. And that's the main reason um, Bill W. carried the message, because he was very ill. And the dope part about it is, um, you know, I, I was coming from a meeting yesterday, and I talked, and shout out to that, that, that lady in Canada. You know who you are. Um, I was humble enough to know that, you know, um, I can't help you, but I know like 2,000, over 2,000 people that can help you. And I was on the phone with her, and she said, we talk the same language. We're on the other side of the spectrum, but we got the same, we broke in the same vessel. And we talked, I said, you know, you got a big book, call me after, wherever, and we're going to chop this thing up. And that's carrying a message. And, and, and I can't help everybody, but you know what? I can show that this thing works. Uh, remember, I'm covered. I'm covered by un, unmerited favor. And, and, and the covering that I have on my life is to show somebody else that if I can do it, you can do it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Charles. Okay, we have Melissa C. followed by Reva P. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. Um, I love this, this working with others. Um, you know, this is the practical experience because um, in, in my life, my experience is that when I didn't do this, um, I didn't have recovery. You know, I didn't have anything that I could keep. Um, nothing will so much as ensure my immunity from eating as intensive work with other compulsive overeaters. Um, this is what works for me. In ensuring immunity, you know, it makes me think about how we get, um, you know, inoculations um, to keep healthy from diseases. You know, when I'm getting my immunizations is actually 
getting small doses of the disease that I'm looking to steer clear of catching. And it's the same thing as our 12-step work. I need to help others um, because I need the exposure to this disease. It's what keeps my recovery healthy. When I work with another compulsive overeater, I get an intimate look at the seriousness and the strength of this addiction. Um, Not that I enjoy seeing the people I work with struggle, but every time I see this, I'm filled with the reminder of where I was and now filled with the hope of what can happen, you know, the incredible and miraculous transformation that I've gone under and understanding that I must continue to work so that I never need to return to the food again, Um, you know, because I can remember the details of my suffering. I can remember the events I missed, the food I consumed, um, the way I tried to cover up. I can kind of tell the story, but the real emotional pain, that kind of dissipates, and it becomes hard to recall, but I know I suffered. I know I was miserable, but I can't actually feel those feelings quite that way again, um, and yet I need to stay very closely connected to my pain because it's what keeps me willing. Um, I know I can help where no one else can, and this is what gives my life purpose today. Um, it's the only reason I can have another day of freedom, but... Um, I cannot force another person to recover. Uh, It doesn't say that my recovery, you know, is dependent on other people getting recovered. It's depending on my working with them, and I have to keep my ego in check to remember that they are ill like me. I'm powerless to their disease in the same way I'm powerless to mine. Um, Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, Reva P., followed by Kim G., Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Um, I always knew um, when we were reading this chapter that somebody who has experienced the disease um, and is in the program can help me um, way more than any professional or doctor that I ever saw. I really got that. But what's really striking me this morning is you can help when no one else can. Who is you? And, you know, when... um, I just went back to when Bill is describing Ebby and he comes to visit him after he's been recovered and Bill says there's something, um, you know, inexplicably different. What had happened? I have seen people uh, pre and post working the steps and the ones who can help me in program are the ones who have recovered who have worked the steps the way they're outlined in this book. Um, And I am amazed at the physical, I don't even know what else to call it, psychic transformation in some of the people I have seen. Um, And to have people who have in program, who have gone through, are going through the same experiences and are peaceful, at ease, and enjoying their life. Those are the people that really help me, um, and that helps me um, help others um, because I have had people who give me advice, who try to counsel me, who recommend um, different literature, other you know sometimes outside help is helpful, but um, just recently, after joining this meeting and working with others who have recovered. Am I really um, having this big book come alive? Um, So I need to remember, I'm not anybody's therapist because a lot of us are in the 
helping professions. Um, I'm not anybody's advisor. All I am is a torch to bring the light and show you know, how these steps work the way they have worked for me and share my experience. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful um, for having this big book come alive in program, in my recovery. With that, I pass. Thank you, Reva. Okay, Kim G, followed by Elizabeth S. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim J. Practical experience. You know, I was watching some guy on YouTube, and he was a historian, and, and uh, he was did his doctoral thesis in history in the early 1970s on Alcoholics Anonymous and talked to some of the original guys, including Bill, and he was not looking at it from a recovery perspective. He just looked at it from a historical perspective. One of the things he said which really hit me was that he feels that AA worships the first 100 too much and that not enough credit is given to the ones that didn't make it because a lot of this practical experience was they learned through not only success but through failure. So one of the things I do sometimes is I flip a sentence and think of it that way. So I think of the sentence as practical experience shows that those that don't work with others don't recover. They go back to the drink. And I have to tell you, that's my experience working with others. You know, people who even they get through the steps, they have that spiritual awakening, they start to feel good, life gets busy because life gets full with all the gifts that their higher power is bringing them, and suddenly they're in the food. And they call me, and I, the first question I, ask, question I ask them is, who are you working with? And often the answer is, oh, I don't have time for that right now. So this is what it's telling me. If, if I, not only that I'm going to get immunity if I work intensity with others, but if I don't, I'm going to drink again. Because I had to look at what's my old idea. I don't even like to use the word sponsorship anymore. Because my old idea of sponsorship was I was someone's diet buddy and I was their life coach. And let me tell you, that was exhausting. I'm admitting in steps one, two, and three I can't manage my own life. And yet in step 12, I'm trying to manage somebody else's. So I tried to look at this chapter, Working with Others, tried to broaden what that means. What is this book telling me? I remember someone saying to me once, if you're working with others, tell me, when's the last time you did a fifth step? And that hit me between the eyes. If, you're, if you are working with people, you should be taking fifth steps. If you're not, maybe you're just kind of being that life coach diet buddy to somebody. And I had to broaden my perspective. I often you know, think about, you know, am I returning my phone calls? You know, am I coming late to a meeting and coming early? And after a meeting, am I only talking to my friends or am I looking for that still-suffering compulsive old reader that just dragged themselves into the room? So working with others intensely means are my eyes towards those who are still suffering and offering my hand to them, whether it's through direct sponsorship or just helping them out. And for those of you who are not here yet, for those of you who are still in the food, who are still that suffering compulsive old reader and we're going through this chapter, you know, my personal experience is many people want to sponsor, but very few want to be sponsored. So as we're going through this chapter, ask yourself, are you sponsorable? Are you willing to do what this chapter is asking us to ask you to do? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Elizabeth S., you're up, followed by Kimberly L. Hello, my name is Elizabeth S., and I'm a recovered compulsive eater. And I like turning that sentence into a positive as well. Um, Practical experience shows that uh, if you want immunity from compulsive eating, then work intensively with other compulsive eaters. Plain, simple. It's almost 
it is a promise. It's a promise that's associated with the 12th step. And I'd like to refer back to page 70 um, where it talks about sex, but I just say if life is very troublesome, we throw ourselves harder into helping others. We think of their needs and work for them. This takes us out of ourselves. It quiets the urge to eat compulsively when to yield would mean a heartache. Pass. Thank you. Kimberly L., you're up, followed by Vasa O. This is Kimberly L., recovered compulsive overeater from Georgia. You know, one of the things that really hit me between the eyes is that you can help when no one else can. And it takes me back to that OA meeting that I attended when I was 17 and I slipped out of the house full of shame that I had to go to this meeting. And when I got there, it was like a light bulb went off. It was, it was unbelievable to me. I thought to myself, so this is my problem. It's not all of the doctors that I had been to and the psychiatrists that I had seen and um, every other form of help that I tried to get for my compulsive overeating. These people spoke my language. These people ate like me. They thought like me. They acted like me. And that's one of the greatest gifts um, that I've received throughout the program. And unfortunately, I had not stayed in the program since I was 17. Um, But I've always known in my heart that this is the only thing that works. Um, I've been, you know, over the last 28 years, I've been to multiple different places to try to fix me. But no one else really understands unless they've been through this themselves. And for me, that's the greatest, one of the greatest, one of the millions of gifts of this program is that we speak the same language. Um, It's also now that I've been through the steps and I'm continuing to finish up my ninth step amends, um, but it's my duty to give this back to someone else because people in this program have been incredibly gracious with their time and their resources um, and and have imparted all of this um, within me. So now it's my duty to, to give it to somebody else, um, and I enjoy doing it. It's almost like we have talked about in the past about having a purpose. I feel like I have a purpose now. Um, and it's a and it's a wonderful feeling. The other thing that I wanted to comment on is that, you know, my sponsor continually tells me, um, you know, if I am all up in myself, I need to call somebody that I can help. I need to get out of myself and call somebody that I can help. And that always turns things around for me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kimberly. And Vasa O, you're up, and then we'll open it up for more shares. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for your service. And Ambassador, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts, and working with others. I love working with others. It gives me a purpose. And, and they are, they're speaking the same, same language. I mean, when I went to my first meeting, I said, oh, my God, you know, yeah, that's me, you know. I could relate with every one of them. And anyways, other messages messages uh, didn't work for me. It's not like I didn't try. Believe me, I tried every everything I could think of, and I received a lot of help from the outside, but none of that worked. You know, doctors, nutritionists, therapy, exercising, starving. I had experienced some bulimia too. 
and my food addiction was just getting progressive. I was very uh, ill person. I didn't even know what was wrong with me. I didn't even know I had a disease. I didn't know about the allergy. I didn't know this was a disease. I was clueless. And I thank God for for sending me my first sponsor to share the good news with me that she she shared that she, what has worked what had worked for her and and she introduced me to the big book she and and the and the steps and that's all I needed from her you know she gave me the big book and she guided me a little bit here and there she just said follow the directions the answer to our problem is right here and um, that was the beginning. That was the beginning. I wanted to, uh, and I. This is what I want to do. It's what I, what she did from to what how she did it, you know. And I, that's what I do. I just say, you know, this this is what has worked for me after trying so many things outside there that didn't work. And I really love working with others because we share. It's the same story. And some of them are ready and some of them are not. Some leave the program. And I remember at the beginning I used to say, oh, I must have said something wrong or something that I must have hurt their feelings, you know. And no, you know, you know, I, I take things on myself. You know, maybe I should have, shouldn't have done this or that. People are not ready. If they're not ready, you know, they're not going to do it. Or they'll come back, you know. I just need I needed to hear the message and I need to keep the focus on myself and I love working with others but if they leave it's not because I'm doing something wrong because they're not ready. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. And um I'd like to share for a minute here. I'm Katie, a recovered compulsive overeater, and I just love this um paragraph because um it is to ensure immunity from drinking, and but it's also um, it's I cannot carry this message if I am not recovered myself. And so, working with others keeps me accountable. Um, and I, I truly have never met someone who okay, someone's unmuted. I don't know, they're like rattling papers or something. Um, I have never uh, met anyone who truly worked with others and but also stayed in contact with um, people who really knew them and went back to the food. Um, I have to stay honest. I have to stay um, true to what I started doing in the beginning that got me to where I am today. Or I am, you know, that's that's the uh, price tag for um, for keeping this is that I have to keep giving it away. And, you know, I return phone calls, I work with others, and I also have people who know my stuff, who know the downfalls that I have. And I can say that I truly can feel the exact way that I felt when I got abstinent on October 7th, 1987. I remember the heaviness in my chest when I tried to run up the stairs uh, because someone had told me that they, my roommate had told me that they had made my favorite thing and it was in the refrigerator and I went and I wanted to bound up the stairs and I could hardly do that. And I remember that food being there and I ate some of it 
And then I went to a meeting and I got a sponsor after being in OA for six years. And I remember that feeling. I remember the nausea. If I start thinking about wanting to eat, I feel this fullness and nausea. And I can't fabricate that on my own. If I forget who and what I am and where I've come from, that I'm doomed to repeat it. But um, that is the kind of thing I can share with a newcomer. I can share with them that experience and the truth that I am just like them. It doesn't matter how many days I have. I am just like them. I'm no better. And with that, I'll pass. Who else would like to share on this uh, paragraph? Larry. Nancy Ira. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait one second. I heard Larry. Um, Katie G. I think. Naomi B. Naomi B. Nancy R. Nancy R. Janet M. Judy F. Janet M. Judith M. Holly S. Amy G. or Amy E. Carrie P. Okay. Monica T. Okay, I don't know if we'll get to all of these. Okay, I have Larry K, Katie G, Naomi B, Nancy R, Janice M, Judith F, Polly, Amy G, I think. Yes. Carrie and Monica T. Okay, let's start with Larry K. Hey, Katie. Um, can you hear me okay? I've heard that I, I'm yes. muffled sometimes. Am I all right? Okay, good. Thank You're you. You're good. Thanks for uh-huh. your service. Thank you. Okay, Larry K., Recovered Compulsive Reader. Um, look, I, I'm not a brain surgeon, and I'm not curing cancer, and I haven't found a, a solution to world peace or anything. Okay, I want to I want to keep myself... <laughs> Uh, right size, perhaps God is helping me to stay right sized here. Um, you know, yet in, in in a small way, you know, helping to carry this message. I mean, thank goodness I have a message to carry. We always are carrying a message. I was carrying a message before I got the program. Uh, it was a message of. It was not a message of hope. Let's just say that. Uh, but I was nonetheless carrying a message, even though it was a message I didn't even want to carry. But I was carrying it. I gave it to my daughter, gave it to a lot of people. Anybody who was around me, they caught what I had, believe me. But, you know, through this process, this process, these steps, these actions, God enables me to make, you know, the world a better place, I think. I I wake up every morning with a sense of purpose. I'm a silly guy from Chicago. Um, I got a book in my hand. You know, that's what saved me was this book these instructions. It might sound melodramatic. I don't care. You're rolling your eyes. Maybe you're not. Maybe To those who understand, no explanation is required. To those who don't yet understand, sometimes, and I was one of them, no explanation is sufficient. You got to go out and have your own experience through the actions you take. Then you'll know what I know, not because what I know is something special. It's pretty special, but because you'll have had the experience You know, my purpose is no longer to get through the day without binging my brains out. 
God solved that problem for me. Today I get to contribute to the well-being of others. It's crazy good. It's insanely miraculous. And um, it all happened. It unfolded. It unfolded. I didn't make it happen. I chopped my wood. You know, the oak tree, I took a chop, and I expected the tree to fall. More chops. It started raining. I wanted the tree to fall. I want it now, Daddy. I want my Oompa Loompa. It didn't fall. It rained. It got dark. The wind started blowing. I chopped. It should fall. I want it to fall. No, the oak tree falls when it's ready to fall. I just chop, chop away, chop away. And I somehow detached from the outcome, and eventually the tree fell. But not until the higher power of my understanding was ready for it to fall. I just kept chopping away. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Okay, next we have Katie G, followed by Naomi B. Hi, Katie F. This is Katie G. Can I be heard? Yes. Okay, perfect. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G. Sorry, Recover, Kamoko Reader, Anorexic, and Bulimic, starting my timer. So my default mode when something happens in my life is I want to go have a good think on it because, guys, Katie G from Boston has an issue, and I need a ticker tape parade, and I need everyone to put the focus on me because what happens if KDG doesn't get her needs met or, God forbid, KDG is uncomfortable or has fear or anger, whatever, right? So that's the old me. The new me and what I've been taught from day one is to look up and away from myself because when I'm staring at my belly button, I'm going to fall. I'm not looking ahead. I'm not looking at other people. And there is a magic that happens. It is this magic me too factor that happens when another recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic shares with, a, with me you know, I'm starving myself. I can't feed myself. I can't let go. I don't know how to pull life around this. Help me. Like, I can't. And there are women on this line. I primarily work with women because that's better for for my recovery, um, who have offered that branch to me. And, and, you know, like when I first heard about this, like, oh, you know, what what you walk through is going to help others. I was like, I don't want to walk through this. It hurts. Like, I don't care that it's not going to help others. I'm going to tell you, every time the ladies call me and they say, I'm a single woman and um, I've got to go on MASH.com and, you know, but I can't really put my food in order, so can I just, like, go on MASH.com and, you know, get to find a man? And I just share, like, look, you can do whatever it is you need to do, but I find that real intimacy comes from into me I see, which only comes from entire abstinence and working the steps. And only then might I have a chance at having a healthy relationship that's not a hostage, right, because I'm a hostage seeker. And, and you know, I got to time to recognize what the message is that I'm being asked to carry. It's not to look at you all and say, you got to do it my way. I don't have a way. Like I love Charles H. and others who this morning who said there's, there's one message. There's one instruction booklet. And yes, you might hear different variations of who can have this, uh, this meal plan, that food, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we're all on this line 
I have a primary purpose today. It is the entire accident to work the tools and to help you because somehow death of self helps change my life. And it is an honor and a privilege, and I could cry. It is an honor and a privilege to walk with you all each and every day. You are my teachers, and you are saving me one day at a time. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Katie G. Naomi B., you're up, followed by Nancy R. Thank you, Katie. Um, good morning, my fellow visionaries. This is Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive eater outside Philadelphia. You can help when no one, no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Well, that, that, that is just amazing because I know when I sit with a compulsive overeater, and we're talking, and I'm sharing a little bit about my journey, and their heads start shaking like, yeah, that, yeah, okay. But when I started this, I didn't know what I didn't know. All I knew was I could eat a lot of food, and I got fat, and I was really good at doing that. But once this, once this big book was cracked open to me properly, and I was taken through the steps, it was like, the world just opened up. And I feel so blessed with that. And I would be such a selfish person if I didn't carry that message. Now, with saying that, I also understand, and I am living this, that when I take someone through the steps, their recovery is not contingent on me. I'm only the guide. Sharing my experience, strength, I hope, and knowledge, I know a little about the historical things of this book. Their recovery is contingent on their relationship with their higher power. And I humble myself. I humble myself to know that it's not me. I've, I've been in recovery for, thank you God, five years now. But I'm just like any other bozo on the bus when it comes to food. But thank you God, just for today, I'm abstinent. And when I take someone through the steps... Whether we go all the way through the steps or at some point they bail out, that is not on me. I, as a former director, I cannot take that on myself that how did I fail? What did I do wrong? No, that pressure is absolutely not on me. I only do what I, what I can do, and if someone chooses to bail out, I wish them well and Godspeed and go on to the next person. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I just love you guys, and I love this book. Have a good day. Thank you, Naomi. Nancy R., you're up, followed by Janice M. Thank you so very much for your service. Uh, my name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. And this first sentence uh, to me is my insurance policy. You know, I need, I need homeowner's insurance. I'm mandated by uh, the government to have car insurance because if something happens, I need help. And that's what this first sentence is like for me. Um, things that life is going to happen. I mean, life goes on, and I will need help. And by working with other people, I stay in recovery. That's how I stay uh, in recover. Recovery. I'm I'm going through the twelve and twelve with two different people. The OA, AA twelve and twelve. I'm going through the steps with two people. Uh, I talk to sponsors. I take 10 steps. I, I'm immersed in recovery. Otherwise, 
when the vicissitudes of life hit me, uh, I wouldn't be able to stand, you know. But my, my, this is my insurance that I can stay recovered because something that has been said during the day or some reading that I've gone through uh, reminds me, you know, that it takes me back to one central point, God's will, not mine. And that's so easy for me to lose sight of. So I'm really grateful uh, for this program. It has given me uh, the life beyond my wildest dreams. The promises of the program do come true. But I have to continue, continuously work at it. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, um, we have Janice M. followed by Judith F. Thank you, Katie F. Thank you. My name is Janice M. And I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I'm going to read what the step is. Having had a spiritual awakening, as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message. That's what I see in this first paragraph. Two parts of the 12th step. Now, the word had, had, (laughs) that means I've gone through all of these steps, not just five, not just eight or nine, all these steps, and I had a spiritual awakening. Now, I used to, when I first came in, intensive work, I said, oh, yeah, as a, as a newcomer, boy, this is a lot of work. You know, I thought they were applying, you know, pertaining to me doing the work. Well, <laughs> you know, but they're talking about the sponsor, the one that's guiding me. It's intensive work, and that gives me that shot. Immunity, it reminds me of an immunization shot, you know, for measles and stuff. There's no shot for this, for this spiritual awakening. It's a gift given to us, given to me, you know. It's given to me permanently for one day by the grace of God. That's the result that I got from the spiritual awakening. And that's, that's the gift. That's the, now I'm going to give you the message. That was the solution. That's the result. Having had, see, this is the miracle. I've had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. Now I'm going to try. I'm going to just try. That's all. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to give them the spiritual awakening because God gave it to me. I'm going to try to carry this message. We talk about the message. What's the message? (laughs) Well, the message is, folks, that, you know, that I have recovered, recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind which which I was crazy, and body, which produced a new personality change for me that was sufficient to bring about recovery. <laughs> That's what the message is. That's the, I can't give this to you when I'm in the process of doing these steps because I, have, I haven't got it. I haven't got it yet. I can only give it to you when I've had, which is the past, the result of all of these steps. And then so that I will be protected and and free, I have to carry it. At least try. And if I don't, you know, I don't. God is the one. My higher power is the one that gave me this gift. I didn't buy it. Can't buy it. Can't get it from the store. Um, So it is a gift as the result of these steps. So with that, I press. Thank you. Thank you, Janice. Okay. Judy F., you're up. Judith F., or Judy F. I don't Good know. morning, Katie. Um, Can yeah. you hear me? Okay. Yes. 
Thank you. Yeah, great. Thank you for your service. Good morning, visionaries. It's Judy F., compulsive overeater, recovered in Massachusetts. And this paragraph, what jumped out at me is um, the idea that no one else can help like we can who have had the spiritual awakening and have done the work through the steps. And, um, and it reminds me of all the different people I searched to get a solution with my compulsive overeating and my bulimia, the um, psychiatrist, the therapist, the diet center leaders, and even one therapist, she had said she had lost 35 pounds, and I thought, she's, she's like me, and come to realize after two years of being with her, she's not a real compulsive overeater like I, I am. And her methods did not work. Looking at what I was feeling and not eating over my feelings and becoming assertive and writing down what I ate so that I would be so appalled with what I ate after the fact. And it wasn't her fault. She just did not know what it was like to be a compulsive, a real compulsive reader like I am with that twofold illness, the allergy of the body. She still had me eating my binge foods and having that obsession of the mind and most importantly that the solution is a spiritual one. I had a spiritual malady and even going to ministers and, and Bible studies trying to get God without working through the steps to be unblocked and looking at my part in things and my selfishness, I was eluded and did not get help. So it's only someone who's been through it that is a real compulsive overeater and has done this work. And I find when I've worked with people that do get recovered, they've hit the bottom, they've tried everything, and this is their last stop, and they're totally willing to follow these directions, and that's what I needed. And we get freedom that way, but it was only through a recovered, real compulsive overeater that helped me, and that's where I can be of use. And it's the the most, I, I have a job where I, I, I help others, but this there's nothing like helping another com, real compulsive overeater because God is in charge, and that's what I always need to remember and need to keep working my program Otherwise, I'll get in the way, and I don't want to get in the way of the message. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And um, we have just one more minute, if Polly would like to share. And then I'm sorry, but Amy G., Carrie, and Monica T. will have to wait for the second hour. Well, good morning. Um, My name is Holly with an H from Fort Worth, and um, I'll be uh, very brief. I would like to to just comment on practical experience. Um, I'm new to A Vision for You about a month now, and uh, boy, have I had uh, practical experience at being a compulsive overeater. And um, the last line, remember, they are very ill. Um, Wow, I'm very ill. I've been in and out of the doors uh, since I was a sophomore in high school. Um, and I've never heard this kind of recovery before, and it just brings tears to my eyes to hear all of you share um, your experience, strength, and hope, Um, because I just was very, very, um, very lost, even in the traditional OA rooms. Um, Thank you uh, for carrying the message, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Holly. I'm so sorry I said your name wrong. Okay. Okay. 
Thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Jane C. please read our our vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. James, are you available to do that? Press star one. Okay, how about Cecilia H? Here I am. This is Thank Cecilia you. H. Cecilia H, I'm a compulsive old reader, grateful for my daily reprieve. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.